friends, and welcome to a new series. Today we are covering the history of the United States. This will be episode one, and it will continue for multiple and multiple episodes until we are completed. The Paleo-Indians, 10,000 BCE to 600 CE. Humans were relatively well-established throughout North America. Originally, Paleo-Indian hunted Ice Age megafauna-like mammoths, but as they began to go extinct, people turned instead to bison as a food source. As time went on, foraging for berries and seeds became an important alternative to hunting. Paleo-Indians in central Mexico were the first Americas to farm, starting to plant corn, beans, and squash around 8,000 BCE. Eventually, the knowledge began to spread northward. By 3000 BCE, corn was being grown in the valleys of Arizona and New Mexico, followed by the primitive irrigation systems in early villages of the Hoacan. One of the earlier cultures in present-day United States was the Clovis culture, who were primarily identified by the use of fluted spear points, called the Clovis point. From 9100 to 8850 BCE, the culture reigned over much of North America and also appeared in South America. Artifacts from this culture were first excavated in 1932 near Clovis, New Mexico. The Folsom culture was similar but was marked by the use of Folsom Point. A later migration identified by linguistics, anthropologists, and archaeologists occurred around 8000 BCE. This included Nadene-speaking peoples who reached the Pacific Northwest by 5000 BCE. From there, they migrated along the Pacific coast and into the interior and constructed large multi-family dwellings in their villages, which were used only seasonally in the summer to hunt fish and in the winter to gather food and supplies. Another group, the Oshara tradition people, who lived from 5,500 BCE to 600 CE, were part of the Aryactic Southwest. Pueblo Indians and Mound Builders, 3500 BC to 500 AD. The Adena began constructing large earthwork mounds around 600 BC. They are the earliest known people to have been mound builders. However, there are mounds in the United States that predate this culture. Watson Breaking's 11 Mound Complex in Louisiana that dates to 3500 BC and nearby Poverty Point, built by the Poverty Point cultures, an earthwork that dates to 1700 BC. The Adenians were absorbed into the Hopewell tradition, a powerful people who traded tools and goods across a wide territory. They continued the Adena tradition of mound building with the remnants of several thousands still in existence across the core of their former territory in southern Ohio. The Hopewell pioneering a trading system called the Hopewell Exchange System, which at its greatest extent ran from present-day southeast up to Canadian side of Lake Ontario. By 500 CE, the Hopewellians had too disappeared, absorbed into the larger Mississippian culture. The Mississippians were a broad group of tribes. Their most important city was Chaoka, near modern-day St. Louis, Missouri. At its peak in the 12th century, the city had an estimated population of 20,000. Larger than the population of London at the time, the entire city was centered around a mound that stood 100 feet tall. Chaoka, like many other cities and villages of the time, depending on hunting, foraging, trading, and agricultural, and developed a class system with slaves and human sacrifice that was influenced by societies to the south like the Mayans. In the southwest, the Anzazi began constructing stone and adobe pueblos around 900 BCE. 
These apartment-like structures were often built into the cliff faces, as seen in the Cliff Palace at Marseille Verde. Some grew to be the size of cities, with Pueblo Bonito along the Chaco River in New Mexico, once consisting of 800 rooms. Northwest and Northeast Indians, 1000 BC. The indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest were likely the most affluent Native Americans. Many distinct cultural and political nations developed there, but they all shared certain beliefs, traditions, and practices, such as a centrality of salmon as a resource and spiritual symbol. Permanent villages began to develop in the region as early as 1000 BCE, and these communities celebrated by the gift-giving Feast of the Potluck. These gatherings were usually organized to commemorate special events such as the raising of a totem pole or the celebration of a new chief. In present-day upstate New York, the Iroquois formed a confederacy of tribal nations in the mid-15th century, consisting of the Oneida, Mohawk, Onondaga, Cayuga, and Seneca. Their system of affiliation was a kind of federation, different from the strong centralized European monarchies. Each tribe had seats in a group of 50 Sakem chiefs. It had been suggested that their culture contributed to political thinking during the development of the United States government. The Iroquois were powerful, waging war with neighboring tribes and later Europeans. As their territory expanded, smaller tribes were forced further west, including the Osage, Kaw, Panaka, and Omaha peoples. Norse Exploration 1000 through 1075. The earliest recorded European mention of America in historical treatises is the medieval corridor, Adam of Brenner, circa 1075, where it is referred to as Vinland. It is also extensively referred to in the 13th century Norse Vinland sagas, which relate to the events which occurred around 1000. While the strongest archaeological evidence in the existence of North settlements in America is located in Ania, Canada, most notably at Lyons Ox Meadows and dated to circa 1000, there is a significant scholarly debate to whether Norse explorers also made landfall in New England and other East Coast areas. In 1925, President Calvin Coolidge declared a Norse explorer called Leif Erikson was the first European to discover America. Native Hawaiians, 1200 to 1778. Polynesians began to settle in the Hawaiian Islands between the 1st and 10th centuries. Around 1200 CE, Tahitian explorers found and began settling the area as well. This marked the rise of the Hawaiian civilization, which would be largely separated from the rest of the world until the arrival of the British 600 years later. Europeans under the British explorer James Cook arrived in the Hawaiian Islands in 1778, and within five years of contact, European military technology would help Kamahamahe I conquer most of the people, and eventually unify the islands for the first time, establishing the Hawaiian Kingdom.
Spanish contact 1492 to 1539. Spanish explorers were the first Europeans to reach the present-day United States after Christopher Columbus' expeditions established possessions in the Caribbean, including the modern-day U.S. territories of Puerto Rico and parts of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Juan Ponce de Leon landed in Florida in 1513. Spanish expeditions quickly reached the Appalachian Mountains, the Mississippi River, the Grand Canyon, and the Great Plains. In 1539, Hernando de Soto extensively explored the southeast, and a year later, Francisco Coronado explored from Arizona to central Kansas in search of gold. Escaped horses from Conrado's party spread over the Great Plains, and the Plains Indians mastered horsemanship with few generations. Small Spanish settlements eventually grew to become important cities, such as San Antonio, Albuquerque, Tuscan, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. French-Spanish Conflict, 1524-1565 Giovanni de Verrazzano landed in North Carolina in 1524 and was the first European to sail into New York Harbor and Narasa Bay. A decade later, Jacques Cartier sailed in the search of the Northwest Passage, but instead discovered the St. Lawrence River and laid the foundation for French colonization of the Americas and New France. After the collapse of the first Quebec colony in the 1540s, French Huguenots settled at Fort Caroline near present-day Jacksonville in Florida. In 1565, Spanish forces by Pedro Menendez destroyed the settlement and established the first European settlement in what became in the United States St. Augustine. After this, the French mostly remained in Quebec and Acadia, but far-reaching trade relationships with the Native Americans throughout the Great Lakes and Midwest spread their influence. French colonists in small villages along the Mississippi and Illinois rivers lived in farming communities that served as a grain source for Gulf Coast settlements. The French established plantations in Louisiana along with settling New Orleans, Mobile, and Biloxi. English colonization, 1585 to the 1600s. English, drawn in by Francis Drake's raids on Spanish treasure ships leaving the New World, settled the strip off land along the East Coast in the 1600s. The first British colony in North America was established at Roanoke by Walter Rayleigh in 1585, but failed. It would be 20 years before any another attempt. Early British colonies were established by private groups seeking profit and were marked by starvation, disease, and Native American attacks. Many immigrants were people seeking religious freedom or escaping political oppression, peasants displaced by the Industrial Revolution, or those simply seeking adventure and opportunity. In some areas, Native Americans taught colonists how to plant and harvest the native crops. In others, they attacked the settlers. Virgin forests provided an ample supply of building material and firewood. Natural inlets and harbors lined the coast, providing easy ports for the essential trade with Europe. Settlements remained close to the coast due to this as well as Native American resistance in the Appalachian Mountains that were found in the interior. Jamestown Settlement, 1607-1624 the first successful English colony, Jamestown, was established by the Virginia Company in 1607 on the James River in Virginia. 
The colonists were preoccupied with the search for gold and were ill-equipped for life in the New World. Captain John Smith held the fledging Jamestown together in the first year and the colony descended into anarchy and nearly failed when he returned to England two years later. John Rolfe began experimenting with tobacco from the West Indies in 1612 and by 1614 the first shipment arrived in London. It became Virginia's chief source of revenue within a decade. In 1624, after years of disease and Indian attacks, including the Bahotin attack of 1622, King James I revoked the Virginia Company's charter and made Virginia a royal colony. Dutch Colonization of the U.S. 1609-1664 The Dutch West India Company sent explorer Henry Hudson to search for a northwest passage to Asia in 1609. New Netherland was established in 1621 by a company to capitalize on the North American fur trade. Growth was slow at first due to mismanagement by the Dutch and Native American conflicts. After the Dutch purchased the island of Manhattan from the Native Americans for a reported price of 24 US dollars, the land was named New Amsterdam and became the capital of New Netherland. The town rapidly expanded in the mid-1600s, it became an important trading center and port. Despite being Calvinists, the building and reformed church in America, the Dutch were tolerant of other religions and cultures and traded with the Iroquois to the north. The colony served as a barrier to British expansion from New England, and as a result, a series of wars were fought. The colony was taken over by Britain as New York in 1664 and its capital renamed New York City. New Netherland left an enduring legacy on American cultural and political life of religious tolerance and sensible trade in urban areas and rural traditionalism. In the countryside, notable Americans of Dutch descent include Martin Van Buren, Theodore Roosevelt, FDR, Eleanor Roosevelt, and the Friedlinghusens. New England, 1620-1675 New England was initially settled primarily by Puritans fleeing religious persecution. The Pilgrims sailed for Virginia on the Mayflower in 1620 but were knocked off course by a storm and landed at Plymouth, where they agreed to a social contract of rules in the Mayflower Compact. Like Jamestown, Plymouth suffered from disease and starvation, but local Wampanoag Indians taught the colonists how to farm maize. Plymouth was followed by the Puritans and Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1630. They maintained a charter for self-government separate from England and elected founder John Withrop as the governor of its earlier years. Roger Williams opposed Winthrop's treatment of Native Americans and religious intolerance and established the Colony of Providence Plantations, later Rhode Island, on the basis of freedom of religion. Other colonists established settlements in the Connecticut River Valley and on the coast of present-day New Hampshire and Maine. Native American attacks continue with most of the significant occurring in the 1637 Pequot War and the 1675 King Philip's War. New England became a center of commerce and industry due to poor mountainous soil making agriculture difficult. Rivers were harnessed to power grain mills and sawmills and numerous harbors facilitated trade. Tight-knit villages developed around these industrial centers, and Boston became one of America's most important ports. Swedish Colonization, 1626-1655 
In the early years of the Swedish Empire, Swedish, Dutch, and German stockholders formed the New Sweden Company to trade furs and tobacco in North America. The company's first expedition was led by Peter Minnet, who had been governor of New Netherland from 1626 to 1631, but left after a dispute with the Dutch government and landed in Delaware Bay in March 1638. The settlers founded Fort Christina at the site of modern-day Wilmington, Delaware, and made treaties with both native groups for land ownership on both sides of the Delaware River. Over the following 17 years, 12 more expeditions brought settlers from the Swedish Empire to New Sweden. The colony established 19 permanent settlements along the farms, extending into modern-day Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. It was incorporated into New Netherland in 1655 after a Dutch invasion from the neighboring New Netherland colony during the Second Northern War. Southern Colonies, 1632-1732 The extremely rural southern colonies contrasted greatly with the north. Outside of Virginia, the first British colony south of New England was Maryland, established as a Catholic haven in 1632. The economy of these two colonies were built entirely on Yalman farmers and planters. The planters established themselves in the Tidewater region of Virginia, establishing massive plantations with slave labor, while the small-scale farmers made their way into political office. In 1670, the province of Carolina was established, and Charleston became the region's great trading port. While Virginia economy was based on tobacco, Carolina was much more diversified, exporting rice, indigo, and lumbar as well. In 1712, the colony was split in two, creating North and South Carolina. Georgia Colony was the last of the 13 colonies, which was established by James Oglethorpe in 1732 as a border to Spanish Florida and a reform colony for former prisoners and the poor. Middle Colonies, 1660-1681 In the 1660s, the middle colonies of New York, New Jersey, and Delaware were established in the former Dutch New Netherland, and were characterized by a large degree of ethnic and religious diversity. At the same time, the Iroquois of New York, strengthened by years of fur trading with Europeans, formed a powerful Iroquois confederacy. The last colony in this region was Pennsylvania, established in 1681 by William Penn as home for religious distant centers, including Quakers, Methodists, and the Amish. The capital of the colony, Philadelphia, became a dormant commercial center in a few short years, with busy docks and brick houses. While Quakers populated the city, German immigrants began to flood into Pennsylvanian hills and forts, while the Scots-Irish pushed into the far western frontier. Religion, 1692 to the 1790s. The Salem Witch Trials were a series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts between February 1692 and May 1693. More than 200 people were accused, 30 were found guilty, 19 of whom were executed by hanging, 14 women and 5 men. One other man, Giles Corey, was pressed to death for refusing to plead, and at least five people died in jail. Arrests were made in numerous towns beyond Salem and Salem Village, notably Andover and Topsfield. The grand juries and trials for this capital crime were conducted by a court of Oyer and Termer, 
1692 and by a superior court of judicature in 1693, both held in Salem Town where the hangings also took place. It was the deadliest witch hunt in history of colonial North America. Only 14 other women and two men had been executed in Massachusetts and Connecticut during the 17th century. Religiosity expanded greatly after the First Great Awakening, a religious revival in the 1740s which was led by preachers such as Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield. American Evan Glacials, affected by the Awakening, added a new emphasis on divine outpourings of the Holy Spirit and conversations that implemented new believers with an intense love for God. Revivals encapsulated encapsulated those hallmarks and carried the newly created Evangelism into the earlier public, setting the stage for the Second Great Awakening in the late 1790s. In the early stages, evangelicals in the South, such as Methodists and Baptists, preached for religious freedom and, abol and abolition of slavery. They converted many slaves and recognized some as preachers. Slavery and Servitude, 1619 to the 1770s. Over half of all European immigrants to colonial America arrived as indentured servants. Few could afford the cost of the journey to America, and so this form of unfree labor provided a means to immigrate. Typically, people would sign a contract agreeing to set term of labor, usually four to seven years, and in return would receive transport to America and a piece of land at the end of their servitude. In some cases, ship's captains received rewards for delivery of poor migrants, and so extravagant promises and kidnapping were common. Virginia Company and Massachusetts Bay Company also used indentured servant labor. First African slaves were first brought to Virginia in 1619, just 12 years after the founding of Jamestown. Initially regarded as indentured servants who could buy their freedom, the institution of slavery began to harden and involuntary servitude became lifelong as demand for labor on tobacco and rice plantations grew in the 1660s. Slavery became identified with brown skin color at the time, sees the black race, and the children of slave women were born slaves. By the 1770s, African slaves comprised a fifth of American population. The question of independence from Britain did not arise as long as the colonies needed British military support against the French and Spanish powers. Those threats were gone by 1765, however London continued to regard the American colonies as existing for the benefit of the mother country in a policy known as mercantilism. Colonial America was defined by a severe labor shortage that used forms of unfree labor such as slavery and indentured servitude. The British colonies were also marked by a policy of avoiding strict enforcement of parliamentary laws, known as salutary neglect. This permitted the development of American spirit distinct from that of its European founders. Political Integration 1754 to 1765. The French and Indian War, part of the larger Seven Years' War, was a watershed event in the political development of the colonies. The influence of the French and Native Americans, the main rivals of the British Crown and the colonies in Canada, was a significantly reduced, and the territory of the 13 colonies expanded into New France, both in Canada and Louisiana. The war effort also resulted in greater political integration of the colonies as reflected in the Albany Congress and symbolized by Benjamin Franklin's call for the colonists to join or die. Franklin was a man of many inventions, one of which was the concept of the United States of America, which emerged after 1765 and would be realized a decade later.
Taxation Without Representation, 1763-1775 Following Britain's acquisition of French territory in North America, King George III issued the Royal Proclamation of 1763, with the goal of organizing the new North American Empire and protecting the Native Americans from colonial expansion into western lands beyond the Appalachian Mountains. In the following years, strains developed in the relations between the colonists and the crown. The British Parliamentary passed the Stamp Act of 1765 imposing a tax on the colonists without going through the colonial legislatures. The issue was drawn. Did Parliament have the right to tax Americans who were not represented in it? Crying no taxation without representation, the colonists refused to pay the taxes as tensions escalated in the early 1770s. The Boston Tea Party in 1773 was a direct action against activists in the town of Boston to protest against a new tax on tea. Parliament Terry quickly responded to the next year with the Intolerable Act, stripping Massachusetts of its historic right of self-government and putting it under military rule, which sparked outrage and resistance in all 13 colonies. Patriot leaders from every colony convened the First Continental Congress to coordinate the resident resistance to the Intolerable Acts. Congress called for a boycott of British trade, published a list of rights and grievances, and petitioned the king to reflect to rectify those grievances. This appeal to the crown had no effect, though, and so the Second Continental Congress was convened in 1775 to organize the defense of the colonies against the British army. Common people became insurgents against the British, even though they were unfamiliar with the ideological rationales being offered. They held a very strong sense of rights, and they felt that the British were deliberately violating rights that stressed local fair dealing by the government and consent. This heightened their sense of violated rights, leading to rage and demands for revenge, and they had faith that God was on their side. Start of the Revolution, 1775-1779, 56,937 troops, 652 dead. The American Revolutionary War began at Lexington and Concord in Massachusetts in April 1775 when the British tried to seize ammunition, supplies, and arrest the Patriot leaders. In terms of political values, the Americans were largely united on a concept called republicanism, which rejected aristocracy and emphasized civic duty and fear of corruption. For the Founding Fathers, according to one team of historians, republicanism rep represented more than a particular form of government. It was a way of life, a core ideology, an uncompromising commitment to liberty, and a total rejection of aristocracy. Thirteen colonies began a rebellion in the rule in 1775 and proclaimed their independence in 1776 as the United States of America. In the American Revolutionary War, the Americans captured the British Invasion Army at Saratoga in 1775, secured the Northwest, Northeast, and encountered the French, encouraged the French to make a military alliance with the United States. France brought in Spain and the Netherlands, thus balancing the military and naval forces on each side, as Britain had no allies.